0: good morning good afternoon and good evening um, anyone who's uh, joined uh, today's service Um, this is Marlon Oliver I'm a member of the Thames Valley Church of Christ and um, I prepared a few um, slides um, and the sermon title is the race of faith I'm not sure how your week's been but um, it's been an interesting week in the Oliver household yeah, with self isolation, we've um, committed ourselves to the nation's PE teacher this week, PE teacher Joe, and um, that's been a 30-minute session Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We all died our muscles, which you saw when we pushed through on Friday, but it was a really great way to start the start the week. You know, the first official week of self isolation, no schools. Um, it was an opportunity for me to be reminded again, uh, I've been married for almost 17 years, but reminded what a hero my wife Anna is uh, just in multitasking, you know, doing her own work, you know, doing the household work, homeschooling the children dealing with me. Um, dealing with sibling rivalry, you know, the kids aren't at school. So they are starting to wind each other up and dealing with character things. I was encouraged by connecting with brothers this week, just on a Zoom meeting and catching up and sharing some scriptures. Um, it's a time where everyone needs encouragement. Um, it's quite interesting how excited you are when you see someone on the other side of uh, of the screen. And um, clearly, there's also a lot of tension with the growing uncertainty with COVID-19 the infection rates and the death rates aggressively going up across the world. But I was really encouraged this week with the uh, nation taking out some time just to appreciate all of our NHS, National Health Service workers and going out to the gate and clapping and hearing all the claps and the cheers down the valley uh, where we live in Cold Ash and um, yeah, brought a tear to my eye just realizing that um we united and we together and that we we care so i've prepared a a short communion which is a sermon and a communion together um on the race of faith and um the primary passage we're going to look at today is in hebrews 12 verse 1 to 2 and um, where paul compares our journey in our faith with the race and as you can see on the slide People are competing in some level of endurance training. And, and uh, what I'm going to be comparing uh, our lives to is, is a marathon and half marathons or whatever endurance race uh, you want to run. But for the kids on the call who might be listening, and for the adults who, who, who like pop, pub quizzes, um, the word marathon actually is derived from a, a historic endurance run of a greek soldier in 490 bc who ran from the village that was called marathon to athens it was a 22 mile journey he wanted to report a crucial victory um, in their war against the persians and after a tremendous exertion he delivered the message and fell down and died which is not really encouraging but the point is is that marathons require perseverance and endurance If we dig deep into the word perseverance, perseverance is the ability to keep moving towards a goal and overcoming setbacks, hurdles and disappointments. That could not have been foreseen at the outset. Okay, so, you know, challenges come and you persevere through them because you know what your ultimate goal is, you know, and that keeps you going. And then there's this endurance. Endurance is tolerating and surviving adverse conditions, whether it's physical, emotional, or mental, and um, that have been imposed on you by an outside force, you know, like self-isolation, you know, it's, it's gonna require some level of endurance. And I think these two qualities are qualities that we are going to have to embrace, adopt, um, celebrate um, during this uh, period Uh, that we're working through so if we quickly look at the scripture i'll read it for us hebrews 12 verse 1 to 2 it says therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand at the right hand of the throne of god the apostle paul's comparing the christian life with running a race in the previous chapter in hebrews 11 we read about the faithful um, uh, leaders uh, of the past our spiritual sort of brothers we read about abel and enoch noah abraham gideon david samuel and how they remain faithful during challenging times and how they are called out as it were and celebrated in the previous chapter and and paul saying hey when we when we go and run this race of life it's going to be challenging but guess what don't worry we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses and, um, you know, when a marathon runner goes and runs a marathon or a half marathon, or, you know, maybe we could shift it to a cycling race, whether it's uh, the Cape Argos or the Tour de France, when everyone's gathered there at the start of the race and you look around and you feel the energy and just knowing that other people are going to go through this with you, it does help. And during this period, I think it's important for us to remember that we have got a cloud of witnesses in heaven that is encouraging us and motivating us and watching us and um you know cheering us along as we as we work work through this challenging period uh, together the other thing that he calls out yeah which we'll unpick a bit more during the, the discussion is let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles you know when you're running a race you want to have the right equipment and uh, you you don't want to carry your briefcase or you don't want to carry your ipad you you just want to have your running shoes you just want to be light and um, as i said we'll, we'll we'll dig into that sort of analogy a bit later on and then what's really encouraging is it reminds us through this challenging period to fix our eyes on jesus okay not on the stats not on anything else but fix our eyes on Jesus because Jesus has endured challenging periods he endured the cross the shame the beatings the the neglect isolation Um, but he persevered through them and uh, because he knew ultimately he could be with his father and be with us um, with his father So when we look at running a race, um, ultimately you need to look at a couple of things. And we're going to spend some time focusing on the following areas. You know, when you prepare yourself for a marathon, and in this case, clearly we run a spiritual marathon. We're not running a physical marathon. And there's an element of uh, this. During a marathon, there's different stages in a marathon. There's, you know, more flat running and then there's hills and then there might be some more flat running and maybe some more challenging hills and definitely COVID-19 is a hilly stage for us in our marathon of life and when you're running a marathon people talk about you know the eight stages of a marathon you know that first mile starts with a lot of excitement and then you hit mile five which they call the denial phase you know why am i slightly off pace then you hit mile 11 the shock when you hit your first hill and you go oh boy this is really tough then you get to mile 16 in when you are in absolute isolation and you can't see anyone and you start having to face your inner demons and there's a lot of mental toughness that's required in order to get through the race. And then in mile 19, you hit the despair phase. I'm going to die. This is too tough. What, what am I doing? I could have been sat on the sofa watching the football, or I could have been, you know, having a nice ice cream at, uh, uh gelato's or, or whatever your, your, your favorite thing is. You hit this sort of despair. And then in mile 22, when you're almost there, you hit the wall. I'm so tired. But then you start to dig deep and you start to think about why why am I doing this? Just remind myself, why am I doing this? And as most of you know, a lot of endurance runners run for charities and whatever gets them motivated. And and they're reminded of why they're doing it. And they dig deep and they start pushing through. Then they finish the... You know they finished the race and they hit the what's called the elation phase and the reality for us today is that we need to look at this COVID stage um not in a negative way but we need to look at it with a sober judgment and the reality of it is is that we are we have just completed week one of what could be 22 weeks Okay, so this is definitely going to be this is definitely going to require some level of endurance and perseverance. If you look at the chart, it says specifically, you know, you can see the period in which interventions are assumed to remain in place. You know, could school closures, etc. And so it's going to be a long haul for some of us. And quite frankly, I don't think anyone can give us the accurate dates. It could be longer, it could be short, but the point is is that we need to plan. You need to have a plan on how are you going to remain physically strong during this period? How are you going to remain emotionally supported? What are you going to do to be mentally stimulated and supported? Spiritually encouraged. All I would encourage you to do is have a plan. I'm not suggesting that you should plan out every single minute of every day for the next 22 weeks. My point is is that at a first at least in the first instance, make sure you stay in regular contact with someone just so that you can chat and be connected. It's, it's really important. You know, there's a lot of pain when you run a marathon, and um, as I said, most marathon runners need some type of motivation um some run for charities some run for other reasons maybe someone in their own family passed away or with a specific illness and that motivates them but the point is is that when you hit the shock and the despair phase in the marathon you have to dig deep now we reminded again in hebrews 12 verse 1 to 2 it says run with perseverance the race marked out for us, you know? For some reason, God has marked COVID into our race. But he says, fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Jesus has gone down this road. He's been through the challenging period. He, he died on the cross, he rose again, and was victorious, and is with God. And that's what we've got to look forward to, is we know that we are just passing through. I think Malcolm shared on Friday, we are pilgrims. Knowing that COVID will come and it will go, and potentially there might be another COVID, God forbid, and it'll go. But the point is, we know that these challenging periods are are temporary, but we've we've got eternity to look forward to in terms of us spending time with God. In Romans 8, verse 28, it's really encouraging. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God's working things out. God says that he will never give us anything that we can't handle. We know that we're only passing through here. There's a lot for us to be motivated about. And I want to encourage us, with all the motivation that we have as Christians, there's also a great responsibility to share the good news. Because there's a lot of people waking up every morning not realizing why they're here, have no real motivation outside of their careers. And those are those careers are being decimated at the moment. Um, so all I would encourage you to do is To remind yourself to fix your eyes on Jesus and to leverage the motivation to push through this challenging period the next thing um, marathon runners do is they definitely train and depending on how your training goes will either make or break your run and uh, I think the same it's exactly the same for the spiritual battle that we have to face you know we need to be tested it's easy to say i'm a christian it's easy to say i love god it's easy to celebrate in the good times but the real test comes in the challenging moments you know in james 1 verse 3 to 4 it says because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. These challenging periods that we're going through right now is training. For Christians, it's training. It's shaping our characters, it's molding us, it's helping us to reflect, it's it's testing our convictions it's challenging us in 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 ways that we might not have been challenged if everything was normal it's helping us to slow down and to reflect on what's really important there's also a great need for self-discipline it takes a lot of self-discipline for these athletes to wake up every morning and go out there and train it takes self-discipline to say I'm not going to have just whatever I want to eat. They they really need to watch everything when they're in that training period, their diet. Taking the time to relax, you know, um, and it's, it's, it's a lot of self-sacrifice. And if you look in First Corinthians nine, verse twenty-four to twenty-seven, we reminded the need for self-discipline. Do you not know? that in the race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. You know, Paul's talking to the Corinthians and they have their own version of the Olympic games back then. and athletes would train for 10 months and go into strict training Um, and and ultimately they would get these um, a wreath of leaves that they could put on their head when they victorious and as we all know there's only one winner but as christians we know that we are all winners and that um, ultimately through god's grace and our faith and actions if we persevere during um, these challenging times and hold on to our faith that he will give us a crown that will last forever, not, not a temporary crown. So I would encourage you to see these challenging times as training for your faith and your convictions. The next thing is to ensure that we have proper equipment. You know, when, when you're planning your race, a marathon needs good shoes, a marathon runner. you know they need good shoes, you know with you know, arc, you know shoes that can support the arch of the foot, they need proper socks, um, you know, proper shorts. When you're running for 20 to 26 miles, you're probably making about 20,000 repeat movements, which can easily cause blisters if you don't have the proper equipment and first of all the other thing is when you go running you don't want to carry too much weight um because you know i mean when i've trained for half marathons you want as little on you as possible um and during my training i would listen to music motivational music to keep me going and that iPhone feels like it weighs 20 kilograms you know at certain points in the race so if we go back to our core scripture that we read right at the beginning in Hebrews 12, it says, Let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. So when we're going through this period of self-isolation, it's really important that we remain in contact with disciples and brothers and sisters and friends, and that we, um, we talk, and we, we don't hold on to any sin. Um, that we confess what you don't want to do is wait for 22 weeks before you start confessing your sins say hey brother i've i've seen you now Uh, i really just wanted to tell you what happened over the last 22 weeks it's really important for us to keep light every week just get our times regularly we've got technology we can use just touch base with each other confess our sins talk through challenging things things that are on our hearts no point in sweeping things under the carpet it doesn't go away we need to talk it's important so that's the first thing is is hey when you go on that race and getting the proper equipment you don't want to carry any additional baggage and then it's putting on the right equipment in ephesians 6 verse 13 to 18 therefore put on the full armor of god so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace in addition to all of this take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind be alert and always keep on praying for all of the lord's people so we are reminded yet to put on our daily armor you know, I was listening to just a, a clip from a friend of mine who was, who was who talked about the importance of strengthening ourselves every day so that we can serve others. We can't serve others if we don't get food or spiritual nourishment ourselves. So, you know, Satan's going to come and attack us during this time. Like he he generally has a plan to destroy us personally, families, he wants to create fear and doubt, and the only what we can't battle him on our emotions. We need to defend him using scripture, just like Jesus had to. And when we read scriptures, our faith gets increased and we, because when we put it into practice and we see that this is not just some scripture. I've applied it, and I can see that it's real and it's alive. That builds our conviction and our faith, and we can stand firm so make sure every morning when you wake up that you take the time to feed yourself put on the proper equipment make sure you're not carrying any baggage the next thing is competing you know when you run in a race um, it's typically competitive you get people who are professional runners who effectively have trained so hard because they want to win because that's what they do for a living. And then on the left here you see the chap in the rhinoceros who probably doesn't have a plan to win. he's running his own race. And some of the best advice I've gotten um, is run your own race. During this period, um, this challenging period we all deal with things differently some of us are extroverts some of us are introverts some of us are you know we just feed off all the positivity and some of us tend to be glass half empty and i'm not saying one's right or one's wrong what i'm saying is is that um hebrews reminds us to fix our eyes on jesus not on each other and so what i want to encourage us to do is to be um sure that we are sensitive towards each other on how we deal with this crisis some people don't have kids and don't have to homeschool and run a job some people have lost their jobs some people are worried about losing their jobs some person might lose someone to covid 19. some person might not my point is let's respect how all of us feel keep each other motivated but make sure that we don't um, somehow assume that everyone needs to adopt our approach on how to deal with crises. The approach we need to adopt is the one that Christ calls us to adopt through his scriptures. And Galatians 6 verse four to five says, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else for each one should carry their own load. Make sure that Jesus is your pace setter. And when you are feeling overwhelmed, talk to people. But let's make sure that we don't compete or or compare, because either you're going to get yourself into a place where you feel arrogant or prideful, or you're going to get into a place where you feel insecure, just focus on Jesus and finish your race. When you're running a a long race, you need nourishment throughout the race. And there's a lot of different stations, drink stations, and, um, you know, and it's important to get the right nourishment. You know, and one thing I haven't seen yet, for example, is uh, you know a curry stand when I'm running a half marathon you know it's either uh, some protein bar uh, orange juice water it's the right nourishment at the right times fuel is vital and it's the same as we walk through our spiritual pilgrimage from this world into the next and through this COVID-19 stage that uh, we medicate and take the right nourishment. In Jeremiah 2 verse 13, Jeremiah prophesies, and God talks about, "My people have committed two sins: they have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they've dug their own cisterns and broken cisterns that cannot hold water." And so the point here yeah, is, is that during a crisis, potentially we can forsake god and become self um you know we can rely on our own strength and depending on what type of character you are it would depend where you tend to go to but it says that these people have dug their own cisterns, but they've broken and they can't hold water the point is is that the only true source, the only living water is God and Jesus. That's the nourishment we need. During this time, whether it's 22 weeks or 26 weeks, we could potentially be tempted to turn to alcohol. You know, more than we normally do, just because it makes us feel a little bit better. We could turn to pornography. We've got a lot more time in front of screens. There's a lot of temptation around. We can tend to work harder now that everyone's working from home, those who are privileged to work from home. I know there's brothers and sisters who have to go out there on the front line and be grateful, but you know, working from home is a benefit, but it could also be a curse if you don't limit yourself and make sure that you take time to step out of your office and connect with your family relying on your own strength, participating in gossip. Those are things that um, I think Jeremiah is talking to that we need to be very clear where we're getting our nourishment from. And then in 2nd Corinthians 4 verse 16 to 18 it says, therefore we do not lose heart, you know, as we're going and we're taking some of this nourishment, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. If we get this nourishment, we will be renewed every day. For these light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal make sure you get the right nourishment during this race. And then it's about finishing the race. You know, this is a really inspiring story. This, um, she looks fantastic. She's a uh, 92 year old cancer survivor, Harriet Thompson, the oldest woman to ever finish a marathon. I've got a lot of respect for marathon runners because I've only ever managed to run a half marathon myself i've run four and every time i finish them i i tend to uh wonder how people could could pursue a whole marathon and and quite frankly some of them pursue a a a whole marathon in the same time that i complete a half marathon but the point is is like during my half marathon the last one i ran was the reading one i got to um what i thought was the end because i could see the stadium and it's an amazing finish as you finish in the stadium and you got people cheering and stand, sitting in the majajski football stadium and i saw the stadium i was like yeah i'm almost there and I, well, I think i was in the hit the wall phase of the of the run which was seemed to be the whole the whole run and um, and then i got to the stadium and then i was told that there was still a 3 mile loop before you can actually enter and it was just such a challenge. And my only advice to you, you know, this journey, if we try and focus too much on what's ahead, you know, we could get stressed out. And the thing that helped me through it was just put my head down, just focus on the next step. And quite frankly, that's what jesus and god tells us to do too day by day moment by moment our daily bread in exodus 16 the lord is the provider of daily bread you know he promises to daily bear our burdens in psalm 68 verse 19 he provides new mercies and compassion for each day in lamentations 3 22 to 23 and re- he renews us daily in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. We are going to finish our race. We are going to stand in front of God one day. And um, he's going to say, well done, you good and faithful servant. In Galatians 6, verse 9, it says, let us not become wary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap the harvest if we do. If we do not give up. And so it's a great opportunity for us not to give up. It's a great opportunity for us just to focus. Okay, well, tomorrow, let me just, you know, let, let me, when I wake up tomorrow morning, how am I gonna get through just today? How am I gonna make today a great day? How am I gonna make sure that I'm putting on the right armor, that I'm getting the right nourishment? What's my plan? You know, um let's not think too far ahead and you know it's uh it's a great time um this is a recording in the live session we had some sharing it was really encouraging just to hear everyone's perspectives um what i would do is is encourage you once again is to is if you're doing something great and it's working for you to pick up the phone and share it with someone else we're all learning how to deal with this situation for the first time at this time if you haven't had the opportunity to take communion today I would encourage you to and um, I'll just read this scripture whilst you take it do you not know have you not heard they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not be faint it's a beautiful verse in Isaiah 40 verse 28 to 31 we are reminded that ultimately if we hope in the lord we will not grow weary and that he will renew our strength day as we run this race Who knows, what if it's 50 weeks? It doesn't matter, we'll finish this race because God will sustain us. Let's remind ourselves to fix our eyes on Jesus. Not on anything else, not on COVID-19. Fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He's been through the biggest and toughest battles known to man, nailed to the cross but he rose from the dead and in 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 that way he's he's basically secured our faith and as pilgrims we know that we are just passing through so i'll close off by saying thank you for listening hopefully you found this useful make sure that you have some plan make sure that you anchor down in your convictions and your motivation as a christian remember this is training see this is training make sure you've got the proper equipment connect with people get rid of anything that's overwhelming you remember to run your own race jesus is your pacemaker no one else make sure you get the right nourishment don't medicate on things you will be tempted during this period and we will finish our ultimate race, our spiritual journey and be with God. And we will definitely, definitely succeed together through this COVID-19 stage. Have a great week and take care.